Well, welcome back to Rock the Culture. This is a podcast where we bring perspective and conversation on all things Central Arkansas, all things Little Rock, all things the culture. I'm your host, Antoine Phillips. You can find me on all social media at A-N-T-W-A-N-P-H-I-L-L-I-P-S. And you hear him chiming in, asking me why I'm talking loud. You know what I'm talking about? Because this is how I talk. It's your favorite. Always repping two takes, three terms, Chiefs in the building. You can find me on Instagram at RepBlake36. Tuan, I what's your what's, what is what is your email for the city? Antoine at LittleRock.gov. Why are you trying to get people to email me though? A bit because when I saw Antoine at LittleRock.gov, I thought this man gonna be spelling his name forever. Hey, you, you have I think <laughs> forever. I've said this, I, I think I've said this on a pod before, bro. I am so particular about my name being spelled correctly. I mean, if I call in the order, and yeah. it was like, what name put it on? I say A-N, T-W, A-N, every time. Every yeah. time. You got to put, put respect on my name, bro. And the sad thing is it, that's the wrong way to spell it. So bro, you no, got people. Hey, ain't, no, <laughs> hey, ain't no right way to spell a name. You spell your name how you spell your name. <laughs> but there's actually an Because I was, I was told Jamal it, had, had three A's. I got three A's in my name. And Jamal? Yeah. I mean, I got, I mean, oh! I told got two A's, two A's, two A's, not three A's. <laughs> and you know, we got to shout out our, our producer. Keys to the City TV Films on YouTube. Super producer. Grammy Q Note on the IG. Grammy Q Note on the IG. He'll make your beat, engineer your, your session, and give you a verse for the right price. For the right price. For the right price. Speaking of the right price, I know there's, uh, again, man, I'm so happy that the Little Rock scene, uh, our community has embraced podcasting. Yes, our, absolutely. Our community has really embraced this over the past year and a half or so. Uh, so if you in the market, if you got the idea, if you got things you want to share and you ready to take that next step, holler at us. Holler at QNote. And we'll sure. holler at QNote for you. We absolutely. can make that happen. Make that happen. Um Blake, before we get, we're going to do the rundown. Got, got a few things to talk about today on the pod. We're going to talk about uh, your classmate. Can I call her your classmate? Yeah, she's my classmate. Sarah Tiger Huck- Pride. Sarah Huckabee Sanders joining the gubernatorial. Mm-hmm. You see how I say that? Because I'm gubernatorial. Yeah, don't say it with you, you, say it with your chest. You said it, you, but you said it like like you weren't quite sure. You I was. Right. I, I was hesitating. <laughs> gubernatorial? <laughs> Question mark? Gubernatorial? <laughs> but we're going to talk about the, the governor's race in, in light of her announcement. Uh, Want to spend just just a moment uh, talking about some things happening in our city. Blake, we're going to talk about the art center that's happening in our city. Also going to spend a, a moment or two to talk about drag racing that's been happening in our city, how that's affecting the culture. And, and then, caravanning. Caravanning, drag racing and caravanning. And then lastly... Uh, the last time we got together on Rock the Culture, we talked about this resol- neighborhood targeted community development resolution that was voted on by the city board. So I want to br- provide some perspective and context on why I voted for it uh, from a board perspective. It passed, right? It did pass. It did pass. And talk about it, you know, our president, Joe Biden. Oh! I don't know if Joe Biden listening to the pod. He is our president now. He is our president. He may be listening to Rock the Culture. He may be watching the Little Rock City board meetings. But I know after we passed the resolution. He had to do something, right? He had to do something. He came with an executive order. So we're going to talk about the uh, the uh, congruity. Why are you looking at me like I'm supposed to know? Congruity. When something is in, when you incongruous, that's not in sync. But if you congruous, 
That means you are in sync. Like congruent. Yes, but okay. with an O-U-S at the end. You you questioning my, you want to put some money on it? We can, I'm not putting we money on We can do this it. like Scrabble. You can challenge me I and thought, we can put money on wax. I thought congruent is not parallel. So incongruent would be. Incongruent means it don't match. Congruent, congruent means that it matches. matches. You're right, you're right, you're right. Okay, okay. There we go. Yeah. So we're going to talk about how what we're doing in the city of Little Rock is congruent with what our president uh, has addressed in in the state. So those are our topics. Those are our rundowns. So let's get right to it, Blake. First things first, uh, Sarah Huckabee Sanders joining the race to become the next governor of the state of Arkansas. As y'all know, uh, Governor Asa Hutchinson is term limited. Term limited. He will be out of office 2022. Mm -hmm. Uh, So the the race is lining up, at least on the Republican side. So to give people a little context before we get into some perspective and conversation, Blake, you got... Leslie Rutledge. Who's announced. Who's announced as governor. She's yep. our current attorney general. Mm-hmm. Uh, fun fact, you taught me this other day. You don't have to be an attorney to be the attorney general. Nope. Ain't that something? Yeah, you don't have to be an attorney to be a Supreme Court justice. That's 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 a problem. You don't even have to be an attorney. That's Yeah. And that's just not because I'm an attorney. Maybe I am a little biased. But if you're going to be doing attorney work, you need to be an attorney. I mean, that shouldn't even be complicated. <laughs> if you're going to be the general of all <laughs> attorneys, you, do, you should you, probably you be an attorney. attorney. <laughs> um, so, so, Leslie Rosales is in the race. Uh, Tim Griffin, Lieutenant we talked about Governor. him a, f- a few piles ago because he was talking about eliminating uh, the state income tax mm-hmm. instead of Arkansas. Fun fact, you don't have to govern anything to be Lieutenant <laughs> 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 Shout out to uh, Lieutenant Governor uh, Tim Griffin for not governing anything. Uh, <laughs> so he's in the race, and now Sarah Sanders has joined the race um, on the Republican side. Mm-hmm. She's been in the race for a week. She's already raised a million dollars. Wow. From other stuff I've, I've read, uh, Tim Griffin's raised over a million, and Leslie Rutledge has raised over a million. So, but they've they've raised over a million in, within the last since they've announced right six months ago. Yeah, right? six months ago. So Sarah Huckabee is definitely that's out, a big difference. Yeah, Sarah Huckabee's out the gate strong. Six days, six months, <laughs> and people are assuming that Arkansas is going to have a Republican governor. We never had a female governor, so both Leslie and Sarah are taking that angle. Mm-hmm. Uh, but what I want to give perspective about Blake from how we see the world, uh, and I know many of our culture cohorts see the world, what needs to happen where it's not a Republican governor in 2022? What do Democrats, what's, what's the framework, what's the idea, what's the goal to say, hey, if you're running for governor in 2022, th- these are the things that need to happen for you to have a chance to be governor. There has to be, there has to be an effort uh, across the state, a uh, concentrated, focused, intentional effort to organize. And you, you hear that, and that's such a broad term, and it's such a, a term that's been c- commercialized. Uh, organizing is when I say that. Yeah. Um, but when, when I say it, I mean literal getting boots on the ground to get people registered to vote, to get people turned out to vote, and to educate the masses. Let me ask you, let me ask you a question, then. I'm going to jump in there. Is there... What, what's... And I know you're going to give me a... You need to do both, but I need to know which, what's more important. Getting new people registered or getting people registered? Both. I'm, I'm messing with you. I know you're going to say it. Is it more important to get new people registered or the people who are already registered to get them out to the polls? What's the priority? 
the priority the priority should be making it so simple that people don't even have to have any effort to register. So you're not even going to answer my question. You're gonna, I'm going to get you two, you I gave you two sh- options. You're going to pick C? I'm, I'm going to pick the real option. <laughs> to make it so easy that people don't have to think about r- registering. You have to opt. You have to not. You have to unregister to, to not be registered yeah. to vote. You got to opt out. We talked about that. You got to opt out. You know, and that's, that's the real solution. But people should be more focused on including people in the electoral process. And when I say that, again, it's not answering your question, but it's engaging those who haven't voted and making sure those that haven't registered to vote know how to register to vote. Um, what, What should we focus on as a party? Registering new people. That's, okay. that's what we should focus on. Um so if, if you if registered drive, and you ain't been voting, we we that's see that that's that you didn't let me finish. Okay, all right. If we focus on registering new people, and you say we we have an effort where we're gonna do some pub publicity, we're gonna pub register new voters. You know who hear about voting? Those people who are registered. So if you only focus on the people that are registered, you're leaving a whole group, a whole demographic of people who haven't registered. Um out. If you focus on people that haven't registered, you're talking about voting. When you talk about voting, it's top of mind for those who are already registered. Yep. So, so, so now you're engaging those who are, who are already registered by registering new people. So by registering new people, you're, you're um, killing two birds with one stone. Okay. And then you hear in this context, because of what happened in Georgia um, with uh, Warnock and mm-hmm. Ossoff, and them winning those races, and, and Joe Biden, and Joe Biden, that it's not impossible. No. Uh, to but it has to be intentional, right? And and it has to be and it has to be a committed effort. And and we know about what commitment looks like. It's not a year or two. It's a decade, two decades. But you should start seeing the fruits of your labor periodically throughout that that. Uh, that process. Okay. So, so you have to set the, the, the goal. The goal is to set those tangible uh, objectives so you can reach and then evaluate. But the big picture is saying this is what we want to do in, in the next decade. And and that's and what you kind of what we just what you just described is kind of like a playbook for someone who's running for governor on the Democratic side. So say whoever that person is, they they work that plan. He's running for governor, lieutenant governor, attorney general, secretary of state, uh, auditor, treasurer. Statewide positions. Land commissioner and senators yeah. and a U.S. senator. You know, this they're all statewide elections. And we, we're not going to get back to winning statewide elections until we have people who are um, dedicated. A lot, a lot of people, um, they, they, they lose their hope, bait. They're saying, hey, our state, we our state's too Trump. We got people from Arkansas at the Capitol, insurrection. We got, I mean, you look across the state. I saw something on social media somewhere up in flipping Arkansas. They got like a play. It's not even a play. It's like a nativity scene mm-hmm. of like Democrats stealing elections. Mm. Like, so that's our state. Mm-hmm. So for the people who like losing hope, there's what's the what's the hope? There's idiots everywhere. There's 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 idiots in Georgia that we a, a state that was just slipped. There's Stone Mountain in Georgia. Uh, so don't don't allow that to, to don't discourage allow that us to to dissuade you. That's that's what this is about. It, it's about persuasion. It, it's about believing that you have the ability to, to turn. If if we always say we're three four cycles behind, which we are, 
if we don't ever get if we don't ever start moving yet, we're gonna always be two, three, four cycles behind. But a, a lot of a lot of the the efforts that have, have gone into dissuading, um, depressing the vote, uh, suppressing and depressing the vote, making people not maybe making allowing people not to be able to vote by some of the efforts we, we've seen over the last three or four years, but then discouraging people to vote as well. And we have to we have to f- combat that with making sure people know uh, we can point to the tangible changes tan- tangible changes that voting has accomplished over absolutely over the last five or six years. So we um, like excuse- medical marijuana, like raising the minimum wage, like Obamacare. I mean, those are three things that that happen through people voting, not voting for people, but voting in general. I mean, the casino amendment, casinos. Yep. I mean, if if you think about what people in this state really want, that's that's why we shouldn't what be they discouraged. Want, what they really, really want. What they want, what they really, really want. Uh, that's why we shouldn't be discouraged or concerned about what the perception is, because when people go to the polls, they vote for what they want, and they vote they vote in their in their best interest when they when they're voting for people and parties when they understand what they're interests are and what the options are. So that's, that's part that, of the... That's why I'm, I'm, I'm almost... When you say what Democrats have to do, it, and I am a Democrat, but what people have to do is hold people accountable regardless if they're Democratic or Republican yeah. and, and stop voting for people and vote for issues. Right. Um, so I, I don't want it to, to be locked in as everybody that's opposing... And let's A-N-T-W-A-N-P-H-I-L-L-I-P-S is on the ballot. Then you can vote for the person. Then you can vote for the person. Let me switch. Let me take a little... Take it a little bit on a different take. Same topic though, Blake. So say the Democrats do what you say and they're ready to go, and whoever that gubernatorial candidate is from the Democratic side, sitting here today, who's going to be the Republican nominee? Sarah Huckabee Sanders. Okay, why is that? Um, she's, she's unique because both of the populist movements in the Republican Party, um, she has ties to. When, when you look at, there's, when you look at Republicans in the state, you know, you got the Rockefeller Republicans, you got the people who voted with Huckabee, and you got the Trumps. She has a tie because her dad is Huckabee, and she and worked she, for Trump, and she worked for Trump. So people associate her with Trump more than Leslie. Leslie Rutledge would love for people to associate her with Donald Trump, and that 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 puts Leslie to me at a disadvantage it does. because of, because the lane you thought you was in. Mm-hmm. You, you, that's not your lane no more. That, that's that's Sarah's even, lane. You're not even close to that lane. Right. Like, that's Sarah's lane now. Yeah. I, and I, I hear what you're saying about that. And, and people outside the state who reached out to me, I told them that it's a possibility. I think Tim Griffin is such a seasoned politician and uh, aggressive. Political operative. Is what, operative. Is what Tim Griffin is. Um, yeah. And you talk about the Rockefeller Republicans. Mm-hmm. They have already uh, supported and will continue to support uh, Tim Griffin. So I think he's going to be interesting. Uh, I, I, Sarah's the front runner. But I, I don't think Tim Griffin's too far behind. And uh, we got, you know, a year and a half to figure it out. Uh, it's just going to be interesting for me um, to try to see how how Tim builds his coalition. Let me tell you what else is interesting about this, that all three of those Republicans, guess where they live at? Little Rock. But they're not from Little Rock. But they live in Little Rock. Tim's from Magnolia. Leslie's from Batesville. 
Like let's let's. But they right. live in Little Rock though. They live in Little Rock because they they live in Little Rock. Tim and Sarah Tim, Sarah graduated from Central. How she she not Little Rock? I didn't say she not Little Rock. Oh okay. I said Leslie. T- Sarah's Little Rock. Oh, okay. Even though she moved here from Texas. Yeah. Sarah went to school here. She she went three right. years at she went to Pulaski Heights and Central. Yep. Like she she is she's Little Rock. Tim grew up in Magnolia. Went to Hendricks and moved to Little Rock to, to run to for office. office. Yeah. Let's be let's be real. Okay. Uh, with the second the second district, to be honest, if you don't live in Little Rock, you don't win the second district. That's just how it goes. That's how it's been for the last fifty years. You're in the wrong part of the Pulaski. If you live in North Little Rock, you won't win. To win a second district, you have you historically you have to live in Little Rock. So Tim knows that he's very smart. He moved to Little Rock to run for office. Leslie moved to Little Rock to work for DHS. And then after she got fired, <laughs> she ran for office. Don't laugh. It's the truth. Now, I'm laughing because it's facts and people forget about those facts. Yes. That's she, why I'm laughing. Then she ran for office and now she lives in Little Rock because she's attorney general and she right. has to be in Little Rock. But she, she actually is an attorney. Well, I ain't going to disrespect her. She, she is an, an attorney. attorney. She's just on the no hire list at the DHS. <laughs> <Yeah. laughs> so we're going we're gonna to leave that there. Obviously, that's, that's an ongoing story that we'll follow up with. Uh, switching gears, Blake. I just wanted to talk a little bit. I know that the Arkansas Art Center mm-hmm. recently changed its name, and uh, from your social media, it looks like you went on a little tour. Yeah, a little sneak peek. A, a little sneak peek. So I want you to just kind of highlight, just briefly, for our culture cohorts, what what the new name is for the Art Center and what we can e- expect when this when the this construction project is complete. So what we knew as the Arkansas Art Center is now the Arkansas Museum of Fine Arts. And they said that I, I think, and I know for one, is to compete with some of our some of the larger museums of fine arts across the region, like Crystal Bridges. Right. Um, you can't be an art center and be competing with Crystal Bridges Museum, which is one of the top tier museums in the nation, not in the world, not, and not only our region. Yeah. Right. So that was that was one because this is this is going to be comparable, like this this building, this museum, this school. This theater. What and just to give context for people, the Arkansas Museum of Fine Arts is being renovated right next to MacArthur Park, and you know downtown Little Rock, right off Ninth Street. Yeah, for I think what's that price tag? Like seventy mil. Yeah, seventy million dollars investment into the hood, into into downtown Little Rock, into east into the East End, East Village, East Little Rock, into whatever you call whatever it. you call it, but it's the E. Um, seventy million dollar investment, which is going to be crucial and vital to a lot of those, uh, a lot of property value in the area, but also to the intellectual and the arts value. And when I say that, I mean this building facility that that they're building is um, is state of the art. It's state of the art, (laughs) to say the least. But it's inviting they want you to come there to just be there it's a public space and that's what they're going at the area that i put on on instagram is going to be an internet uh coffee cafe which looks over which is a view that nobody's ever had because it's the first time that you know they have a three-story building in that area that looks right. over downtown little rock and and the e uh all, almost all the way to the river but they, they they don't even want you to go into the museum if you just want to go up there to hang out go up there to hang out it's gonna be a spot uh, basically, they said they want the law school students to have a place to congregate. 
So that's that's what the thought was behind the coffee cafe, which is going to be beautiful. All that's you know, an important thing, and I and I jump in from a law school standpoint because the law school building, for y'all who don't know, is also located on 9th Street. Even though it's a UA Little Rock institution, it's not on University, so we're kind of isolated. And then within the building, there is a little coffee shop, but it ain't yeah. nothing. So uh, and so, most people just go home. Instead, because there's not a place nearby to spend time, study, hang out, whatever. Well, they they want that they they want that thought space. They want that area where, if you want to have coffee, if you want to be able to work, that it's it's people who um, that youthful, that brainwave, you know, people who where you can go and and have a conversation, right, uh, and talk about and network yeah. basically. So that's that's one area that I went downstairs to. The new facility is huge. The outside of it doesn't do justice because it goes down underneath the ground like two or three stories. Really, I didn't even realize that. Yeah, so it is, it is massive. It's massive, like the the, and and you know they're they're still in the, they're putting the beams and walls up now, but just going into the spaces and seeing where they're gonna hold where they're gonna host um, exhibits as well as where where they're gonna have the actual school. Fine arts school, right? Um, it's pretty. It's it's exciting. It's exciting with what's happening right there off Ninth Street. That, that's big, and that's huge. That it's on Ninth Street. Yeah, that's big. Let's, for let's, our city. let's not let's yeah, not downplay. Go. Let's not downplay what Ninth Street means to this city and having uh, the 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 synergy of stuff popping back up. Um, right down the street on Ninth Street from the museum is our brewery district on Ninth Street. Um, then you have the the seventy million dollar Museum of Fine Arts is coming up. Uh, you got Stone Throw. You can keep going, and it's Ninth Street has been the place where art, art and culture has collided in the city. And just so happened, it was our art, our culture. That's that's not unique because we drive art and culture in 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 the world. And when I say we, I, I mean people from the African diaspora. Uh, we we drive art and culture. And for it to be on Ninth Street, where it Ninth Street is synonymous with African American culture in the city, it is really big. No, that's big. So if you get a chance, drive by Ninth Street, you can get a sneak peek of what's going on and just get the idea of the massiveness and the importance of this building. Absolutely. I think there is a Ninth Street re- revitalization going on, mm-hmm. whether we want to call it that or not. Uh, from a legal perspective, I'll give a little, uh, remove the veil a little bit. I had a client. Uh, who we represented uh, before I got on the board, who has now went through the process to opening up a concert hall on Ninth Street. Absolutely. So there's about to be... Intentionality, right? Yeah, there's about to be a million-dollar renovation of one of these vacant warehouses on Ninth Street. There's going to be a concert venue, Mm -hmm. uh, event venue. Mm -hmm. Uh, So now when you're driving down Ninth Street, you see breweries, you see the Arkansas Museum of Fine Arts. Mosaic. You see Mosaic. And you see... I ain't gonna, I ain't gonna blow you. Yeah, we ain't gonna I tell ain't gonna y'all the name. Blow. I'm just, I'm gonna give y'all. I say I'm gonna lift the veil a little bit. I ain't gonna get naked on here. You know what I'm saying? Uh, but that, those are things that are happening on Ninth Street. So that's big news. Other news in the city that we didn't heard about: social media, Blake, on city board meetings uh, before the new year. Drag racing and caravan. We hear people complaining. We've seen some of the videos. Of, of people in our city, and, and predominantly these are people with Dodge Challengers, Dodge Chargers, 
Yeah. And they're engaging late night weekends. It's not every weekend. It's and, every weekend. Well, to the extent that the the bigger there, there events, are bigger weekends than yeah. others, but yeah. And they, and apparently from what I've heard from the police department, uh this has been a coordinated effort from people inside and outside of the city of Little Rock. Outside the state sometimes. Outside the state to come here and say, Hey, this weekend, hey, you know, next weekend, y'all, we're gonna if you got charge and meet me in Little Rock. Because it's going down. We're going to take over the city. Right, right. So we're starting to see that. A lot of complaints. Um, but from a cultural perspective, let's talk about it. Let's, let's, let's give, that, give that context, Blake. So what, what's your thoughts from a cultural perspective when the majority of the people driving these Dodge Challengers and yeah. Chargers, they look like me and you? I, I think, and not that much younger than us. I think we got, and this is, and this is being... Uncle Uncle Blake, Big Brother Blake, whatever you think. Uncle Blake. Uncle Blake. Um, can you be Can you be Uncle Blake? Cause your name ain't. I, can you be an uncle with the with your last name? I'm Blake, bro. But can I thought? Would you be Uncle Charles? I'll be Uncle Chuck. Uncle Jamal. Uh, uh, Uncle Uncle Charles. Uh, Uncle Charles yo, gotta say yo. Gotta move. <laughs> Shout out to Bone Thug. <laughs> but I don't think you call your uncle by the last name. Uh, if you you know Uncle. Uncle Snoop is everybody's uncle, but ain't nobody really related to him. So if, if Snoop was his last name, you would call him Uncle Snoop. You get what I'm saying? You're just saying because that's the predominant name that he go by. All right, Uncle Blake, go ahead. Go ahead. Talk, talk to us, Uncle Blake. Um, we, got a, we got enough of a battle fighting, uh, fighting things that aren't, um, what's the word? Unforced errors. Self-inflicted wounds. Right. And I'm telling you this from somebody that works at the city. There is enough of an a stir that's being caused. Uh, I don't care if you're breaking traffic rules or we got an ordinance that you're that you're breaking. That you're called. There is unnecessary attention being brought uh, for an act that is illegal. So we need to have a a real conversation about us here in the city. What kind of heat are you bringing on yourselves and others by doing something that's unnecessary? Because if there's an issue as a city, we have to we have to do something to solve it, right? Um, we don't want to be heavy-handed, but it comes to a point where there is danger involved. And yeah, no, nah, if you if you drag racing, it's dangerous. That's that, and that means you going on a hundred twenty. On a public street. On a public street. That's dangerous. That's reckless driving. Right. And they, and there there are felonies for reckless driving. Um, so we have to we have to be mindful that everybody doesn't see it as. Um, okay, Blake. A, let me play that release, then. A, a release right, of energy. All right, Blake. You just saying that because you thirty seven. You got you a corporate job. You work for the city. You got you don't you don't kick it like I kick it now, Blake. So that's this what first I, that's all, what you I don't, do. He don't know how Blake kick it. <laughs> that's first. First of all, the culture cohorts, a lot of them know Blake kicks it. <laughs> so he don't but know you, know, how but Blake you get kick what I'm saying though. They may say, well, you're in a different, you're in a different space in life now. That's why you can be Uncle Blake. I'm 21, 22. We you know, I heard director Doris Wright say this. Hey, you know, these people don't have nothing else to do. Their and recreational they options and I just have said been that. taken I away from that. them. They they yeah. need the outlets, but 
and there comes a time when your outlet is, is going to be detriment to not only you, but to everyone else. And, and, and I say that not saying that, oh, we're going to pull up with black folks. But, I mean, if you out there in a group at 12, 1, I mean, you, at that at point, night, you're asking for it. You're asking for it. Yeah. And you're asking. We're out here preaching about de-escalating tactics. We're out here preaching about making sure you get home safe. Not about being profiled. Right. But when you do stuff that's drawing attention to yourself, that's breaking the law. And it's obvious that it's drawing negative attention. Then you have to accept the consequences. So we we need to be mindful that I mean you ha- you had your fun. Let's 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 curtail it so we so we won't have all these people coming in court because they they are giving tickets and people are having to pay those tickets and people are getting arrested. That's what I want people to know that people are getting arrested every weekend. So don't complain when it's your time. Just y'all, let's let's be smarter. Let's be smarter than that. Let's be smart. Let's be safe. Uh, and I, I'm a co-sign what you're saying, Blake. There are there are a lot of issues in the world we know, but first mm-hmm. we gotta take care of the world we know, and that's that's Jay Z verse. But this world, we I I get it that there's that you do need the outlet, but now you we, it has become something probably bigger than even they imagined. Absolutely. And now all it takes is somebody to try to, you know, they go on 120 and they want to put it on Snap, and, I, and now and I, somebody didn't get hurt. And I would, exactly, and I would hate to say that, and I hate to say that, but when somebody gets hurt for the first time, they're going to be cracking down. Right. Like, let's stop it Let, before let's we get that. there. Let's stop it before somebody gets hurt, somebody dies. Yeah. Like, because it doesn't, you don't have to be drag racing to die in a car accident. Right. Um, some of the streets that, that they drag racing down, it's people that they just drive on a regular day to die yeah. in those streets. Yeah. So let's let's not wait till it gets there, and then people, and then you concerned, and folks really trying to you know crack down on it. So right, let's, right. Let, let's let's be smarter. Let's be smart about that. Last thing, Blake, before we get out of here today, want to talk about, want to give an update. Uh, the last, like I said, last time we was here, we were talking about the targeted community development initiative that was coming before the city board, which was a resolution. Uh, put forth by Director Doris Wright, Director Ken Richardson, Director Irma Hendricks, and myself uh, to have $5 million per year uh, to go towards, you know, targeted development infrastructure projects, among other things, in certain parts of town. Why you laughing, Uncle Blake? Because we had to edit the video. <laughs> we had to edit the pod earlier. <laughs> <laughs> Uncle Blake laughing because uh, for the first time, <laughs> you know, I wasn't one take twirl today. I had to do a two take, but y'all, y'all never know about it. Y'all never know about it because we're gonna edit it out. Oh, it's so funny. We gonna keep it. We gonna keep it. <laughs> we gonna keep it somewhere. Anyway, let's give it. Let me get. Funny. Let me stay on track. I'm sorry. I'm sorry. Let me stay on track. So the the targeted community development uh, initiative, five million per year for parts of Ward One which is kind of downtown East Little Rock, Ward 2, Central High, Southwest, Ward 6. And 7. Yeah, which is kind of John Bear area. Then Ward 7 is kind of deeper Southwest, Otter Creek and things like that. So this resolution was to ask the mayor and the city manager to investigate ways to uh, make funds available. Targeted ways. Targeted ways to make funds available. Targeted communities. Targeted wards, right? Yes, and there was going there's going to be a, uh, I guess, task force of mm-hmm. seven people 
uh, that's going to be appointed by the city board and the mayor to kind of help facilitate what we want to see happen in those mm-hmm. areas. That came before the city board January 19th. It passed. There were some procedural um, issues that ultimately became a non-issue because people voted the way they voted. Thank you. Thank you. I'm glad you just said that. Because if there wasn't a call to what did he he didn't call what did he call for? Um a motion for expungement. A motion to expunge the vote. He called for a motion. And the C and the parliamentarian at the time said all you need is a majority vote. Six people didn't vote to expunge, which means it was six or more people that wanted the, the measure to stay. Right. So I mean, it don't much talk about procedure. We've addressed it. Yep. It could have been better. But procedure didn't procedure didn't allow people to vote for this, right? Because they because if people six voted people didn't for want this because they wanted, if it. six people didn't want it, they could have motioned to expunge it and, it, and it would have been cleared off the books at the same meeting. Exactly. And now it, that's that, not how it's supposed to be. It's supposed, right. It's supposed to be a two thirds vote at the same meeting. <laughs> but the parliamentarian said uh, majority rules, and that didn't happen. So I don't I don't stop talking to me about procedure. At least six people wanted this. So it, it ultimately it passed. Now it's my understanding that the mayor and the city manager are looking at ways. Uh, because that is now the policy of the city. When yeah. the, I want people to understand the difference between the resolution and the ordinance. Um, people say a resolution is this is what we want, and the ordinance says this is what we must do. Uh, but I heard the city manager say during the meeting that he takes resolutions the same way he takes ordinances because it states the policy. Objectives. Objectives. Yeah, yeah of, of the city. So now they have policy that we want this targeted money for targeted resources and Areas that hadn't been had been underserved, exactly underrepresented, have been unheard, have been uh, underdeveloped, uninvested. I mean, that's this is something that should have happened forty years ago, right? But we're doing it now, and and that's the point that it's a conversation that some people have issues with it is is the reason why we have to have a targeted community development and focus on areas that are underserved, right? And and the. So that's very important. So I'm happy to be a part of that. Uh, also want to highlight on the pod, this was the first time that the black, I'm about to say the black delegation, like on Chappelle's show. The black delegation. <laughs> we choose to trade. <laughs> we got the black delegation. <laughs> Hey, this, this is the first time. Who we trade today? Who we trade today? Which one we trade today? Uh, we're not gonna try. I'm not gonna do that. I'm not gonna do that. But the <laughs> black members of the board, this is the first time that they all sponsor something that passed. Oh, um, that's huge, man. That is the big news. Obviously, we as we approach uh, Black History Month, also want people to know that our board now is the most diverse that has ever been in the history of the city of Little Rock. But more, but. Also importantly, it wasn't just black people. That, it was not. It was because not because it wouldn't pass. It wouldn't pass. It's the most diverse, but it's still only four of y'all. Right, and so that means there are other people on the board. So shout out to the other people on the board who who were in favor of this. I'm happy to be a part of it. I'm also happy because it's not just Little Rock, because the very next day, President Joe Biden uh, signed the executive order. I'm a real for the world. For the world, he says <laughs> in his executive order, he said. He wants to pursue a comprehensive approach to advancing equity for all, including people of color and others who have been historically underserved, marginalized, and adversely affected by persistent poverty and inequality. And he's ordered his, uh, I guess, Susan Rice to kind of lead this charge. So this is just not a Little Rock issue is what I want to highlight. 
What's Susan Rice now? She's she's she secretary is, of No, she is um uh, yeah, uh Secretary of State? No. No, no, no. She leads the domestic policy for the uh Biden. It's not a it's a cabinet position that yeah. he made a cabinet position. Interior? No, no. It's domestic, domestic policy. policy. Okay. Uh, policy advisor. Right, exactly, exactly. Okay. Uh, so I just want people to know that what we're doing in Little Rock while passing that resolution is something that's happening from our president on a nationwide perspective to promote equity yeah. throughout the country because there we're people know that there's been issues and now we're doing something about it and you're gonna start to see some changes right here in our own city uh, very shortly because of this resolution. I just want to highlight. I mean, that, it's man. about time, man. I feel I felt good about it when it was when it was represented. I felt good that it was passed. I, I felt good that that we have a a, uh, a standard objective to to at least meet to because five million dollars is not quite enough. And, I, and I'm saying that I'm saying that as representative, yeah. as former representative, five million dollars in, in no. community because half of those communities are areas that I represent. Uh, Five million dollars a year in those communities is a drop in the bucket of, of what needs. If we're talking equity, right? If if you drive down Highway Ten and then drive down Baseline, to, what? Tell me what the difference is. And it's very visible. It's very evident. Um, so anyone that has a anyone that has a a problem, anyone that's offended by the city. Investing, reinvesting in areas that need that desperately need attention and investment and infrastructure. Um, anybody that's offended by that, by five million dollars per year going to that, uh, really doesn't have a grant. Really doesn't have a ground to stand on, in my opinion. Well, but it, and I, I'll say this, and we can uh, uh, leave it leave it here. But it's a uh, what's what's that movie? You from Iowa? What's that movie? The baseball movie, Field of Dreams. Field of Dreams. If you build it, it, they will come. If you build it, they will come. And what has happened is that there hasn't been private. I'm not from Iowa. <laughs> you are from Iowa. No, I'm not. I spent time there <laughs> to further my education. I took my talents to the cornfields of Iowa. Okay, you took your talents. Um, we appreciate I'm you bringing your from talents Iowa. back. I'm from the South End, <laughs> South Side. Who right? But you played for the Highway Ten Tigers, ain't that right? It wasn't the Highway Ten. It was Highway 10 Falcons. Uh, Highway 10 Falcons. Okay, all right. Anyway, the point is, you build it, they will come. So what I'm optimistic and excited about, Blake, is that the city's going to start putting these dollars, and then I think you're going to see private businesses. You don't have to think. You've seen it. You've seen it happening right now. Right, it happens. Yeah, it's That's happening. just how it works. We, we, the, the, the mayor comes out and says, we're going to reinvest in Asher. People start buying property on Asher. Right. Yeah. He says, we, we're going to focus on Southwest. People start searching and buying property in Southwest. Right. I mean, it, it's it's just that it's 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 we we have proof that when you that, focus that on an area, yeah. when you when you raise the value on areas by saying this deserves our attention, minimum minimum saying this area deserves our attention, it automatically raises the value. What imagine what happens when you say we're gonna put our we're gonna put our money where our mouth is, right? I mean that's that that's what that's what we're living in, and and that's what people need to understand because little known story that I think may or may have told it once, but none of us we ran for office after a conversation we had with a couple people about about that entirely about investing in downtown compared to to investing in Southwest Little Rock. I hadn't run for office yet. You hadn't run for office. The mayor hadn't run for right. office. We had these conversations on the same night with three different people. 
before we met up for drinks. Yep. And it was, and it was, I mean, that was the call. It said, we got to go do something. We're, we shouldn't at 23, 24, 25, 26 years old, we shouldn't be having conversations where we're trying to encourage the decision makers of our city to invest in areas outside of downtown. That's the conversations we had to have. And now you're seeing that this has, that that conversation has turned into resolutions. It's turned into objectives. It's turned into purpose and intentional vision on what our city could be. And, and, and that's the encouraging part. Absolutely, absolutely. And I'll say, I'll say this too, just to, to put even more meat on that bone. It's not that doing things in downtown were bad. Like no. those things need to happen. It was the idea that you could do two things. You can do three things. But, but what, what, what we were right. told is we have to keep, keep keep investing in this area because we can't invest anywhere else. Yeah. And that's false. Right. As we can see. Yeah. Uh, so we're going to we're gonna follow that. Obviously, keep you updated about things that are happening in those wards because of this resolution. And uh, keep y'all updated on all things social media, which where they can find us at. Uncle Blake. At Facebook <laughs> at Rock the Culture. At Twitter at Rock the Culture. And at IG at Rock the Culture. And you can find me on all social media at A N T W A N P H I L L I P S. And Uncle, and when y'all uh reach out to Blake on social media, call him Uncle Blake. You can you can you can find Uncle Chuck. <laughs> you can find Uncle Blake. <laughs> you can find your favorite. Always ripping. Two takes, three terms. You can find me uh, Chiefs in the building. I can't forget my tag. <laughs> you can find me on Instagram at Brett Blake36. We'll see y'all in two weeks.